Hello, and welcome to Bipolar Thoughts. My name is Steven, and I'll be your host. Okay, so this is episode three of um, Understanding Cannabis and Bipolar Disorder. Um, in the last couple of episodes, we've gone over a lot. Um, and in this episode, I kind of wanted to, I think we're going to be gearing it down a little bit, um, running up to the end of this. Um, and so in this one, we're going to talk about understanding cannabis, CBD and bipolar disorder, some strains that kind of help with bipolar, or supposedly help with bipolar disorder, um, different consumption methods, um, some risks, some concerns, um, some effects, reliefs, symptoms, um, just a bunch of different stuff. So let's jump right into it. Um, it is well documented that bipolar disorder is commonly associated with substance use disorders, um, with cannabis being the most commonly abused drug. Some bipolar patients um, report cannabis use to relieve both manic and depressive symptoms uh, and stated that it was more effective than conventional drugs or helped to relieve the side effects of those medications. Also, medical cannabis was associated with better neurocognitive functions in these patients. So this was after a study that I had read, um, or one of the studies that I had read um, about uh, medical marijuana and cannabis use in patients with bipolar disorder. So as a corollary, smoking cannabis acted to alleviate mood-related symptoms in at least a subset of bipolar patients. When evaluating the effects of, on both mood and neuropsychological performance, um, Sager et al. found that smoking cannabis may result in partial alleviation of clinical symptoms in the short term. However, when two patients diagnosed with bipolar type 1, which is what I have, were treated with C CBD, initial oral dose of 600 milligrams reaching 1200 milligrams a day, no effect in attuning, attenuating mania was reported. Moreover, cannabis might also cannabis use might also worsen the occurrence of manic symptoms in those diagnosed with bipolar disorder and might be associated with an increased risk of onset new manic symptoms. So here's the thing. I don't, I can't tell if it affects me in as far as like a manic episode. I don't think it does. For, um, to be fair though, let me say this. There's indica and sativa and hybrids. Indicas are what you would consider like they put you in the couch. That's, you know, they, it's, you're hungry, happy, sleepy. That's what that is. Sativa is more of a body high and more of a mental high and sometimes euphoric, but it's more of a, it's like your uplifter. It gets you motivated, gets you going through the day. Um, your hybrid is kind of, it's a mix between the two. So, and it can lean one way, be more indica dominant or um, sativa dominant. Um, but it's, People like to say it's like the best of both worlds. Um, I say it kind of depends on which way it leans, um, whether it's you know sativa or um, indica dominant. If it's indica for me, indica it, that's all I smoke because I I'm already such a high strung person, and because I have manic episodes frequent enough that. Indica seems to be the only thing that kind of really helps mellow that out. I mean, that along with my medications and other things that I have to take. But 
outside of that, it seems to be the only thing that has <clears throat> helped, especially when it comes to like sleep or food. You know, I mean, I'm a smaller guy, but even whenever I was able to, you know, put on weight and I did for a little while, um, it was mostly because of the types of CBD that I was smoking at the time. Um, it, I, I mean, I had the munchies like fucking crazy and I was eating constantly. Um, I don't know. I think too much stress is kind of what's going on right now and that's why I'm not gaining weight the way that I should. I also have some other medical issues that could be going on, so that might be what's what that is. But um, anyway, let's get back into it. Um, so understanding cannabis, CBD, and bipolar disorder. Marijuana and bipolar disorder have always had a complicated relationship. While some scientists applaud the therapeutic potential for cannabis and bipolar disorder, some argue it may make symptoms worse. Scientific claims aside, some medical marijuana patients who use medical cannabis to treat treat bipolar disorder symptoms have reported positive results, especially for symptoms like depression and mania. Some others find that CBD or marijuana strains with balanced CBD content can alleviate their symptoms. um, Certain studies show that cannabis can worsen bipolar disorder symptoms. However, other research suggests that cannabis can improve some symptoms of bipolar, such as attention and memory, while negatively affecting others. For example, the substance has associations with higher levels of manic and depressive episodes. So again, it, it's, this is going to go back and forth and back and forth. It, some of them say it's good. Some people say it's bad. Um, some people say it can help with manic episodes and depressive episodes. And some people say it can make them worse or even push you into one. Um, I'm going to say it now and I'll say it probably again later on. I would talk to a medical provider a professional, someone who can help you break down whether or not CBD or cannabis period is a good thing for you. The, and if they tell you it's not and you you feel like it might be, talk to somebody else. Never take just one opinion and at face value. If you feel like there's other, other opinions that are more align with what you want or you feel, go for those. You know, get another opinion. Um... So many people with bipolar disorder can use cannabis to manage and treat their symptoms. Anecdotally, many reports claim that the substance is beneficial, although the scientific evidence remains unclear. The cannabis plant comprises more than 500 chemical compounds. These include Delta-9, THC, which is what you would normally think of as like weed, like street weed. that's what Delta 9 is. There's a ton of shit, but Delta that's what like weed is, is Delta 9. Um, and cannabinoidal CBD, which are the most well-known for these of these cannabinoids. THC is responsible for the high that many people associate with cannabis use, while CBD is gaining popularity as an alternative treatment for numerous conditions, including some mental health issues. It is also worth noting that many, many studies investigating the effect of cannabis on bipolar disorder have focused on the use of THC and not necessarily on CBD, um, which to me kind of makes sense. To me, it makes sense that THC would give you some more negative effects, some more adverse effects as opposed to just straight CBD. THC can come along with those like paranoia feelings or, you know, 
just the different things that can be can affect you negatively when it comes to smoking THC or cannabis. Um, CBD doesn't generally have that um, psycho psychoactive effect, and so generally not all the time because everybody's body is different. But most of the time with CBD, it's used more for you know stomach problems, arthritis. Um, you know, it, and they're starting to look at mental health disorders. Um, but so far, it's proven to work for a plethora of other things um, that in, that reside in the body. Um, and that's mostly because your body has more cannabinoid receptors than it does any other receptors in the body, meaning it makes it easier for THC and CBD, all cannabinoids really, to attach themselves to those receptors making it easier for your body to respond to them, if that makes sense. I probably didn't expe like explain that properly, and some scientist is out there probably going to go, you're a fucking moron, um, and you're probably right. <laughs> um, so so it's, there, this was what I found to be kind of the most interesting, because I didn't think that there was going to be as much information as there is about the different types of strains that you can use for mood disorders, specifically like bipolar disorder. So one, a few of the strains are Blue Dream, uh, which is a well-balanced hybrid strain. Um, it's lauded for its uplifting and euphoric effects. Um, Sour Diesel, it's a sativa-dominant strain um, known for its invigorating and energizing effects. So Blue Dream, um, it may offer mood stabilization and relief from anxiety for bipolar patients. It's a Sour Diesel, Diesel, um, may be beneficial for those experiencing depressive symptoms, uh, providing a boost in energy and overall mood. OG Kush, um, a popular indica-dominant strain, um, cherished for its relaxing and stress-relieving properties. In bipolar, it may manage anxiety and sleep disturbances during depressive episodes. Um, Blackberry Kush, it's an indica um, sought after for its potential to alleviate chronic pain and promote relaxation for bipolars. Um, experience in pain alongside mood swings, this strain may offer dual benefits. So blackberry kush is, sounds pretty good. Um, Baba kush, another indica renowned for its tranquilizing effects and potential to aid with sleep disturbances for bipolars facing sleep disorder. Um, disruption during depressive and manic episodes, Baba kush may be well worth considering. Maui Wowie, a classic sativa strain um, celebrated for its uplifting and creative effects. It may be valuable for bipolar patients seeking relief from fatigue and low energy levels during depressive episodes. Green Crack. Um, it's a potent sativa strain um, known for its energizing and focus-enhancing properties. It may alleviate symptoms of fatigue and lethargy during depressive episodes. I have, I have tried quite a few of these. Um, in fact, I would say I've probably tried most of these. Um... I haven't, I can't say that I've actually like paid attention to the strains and how they made me feel, like the effects of them. I do, I keep a journal um, somewhere of different things like, and on the podcast audio, you won't be able to see this, but like in the video, you see like all the carts and different things that I, you know, I try, I try to keep a, a little journal of it you know and shows like you know how it made me feel what it you know what was in it the different combinations so you know like 
THCA, Delta-6, THC terpenes, CBD, CBN, you know, different things like that. And try to, that way I can kind of keep track of like what, what works and what doesn't work. Um, I haven't, as far as flour is concerned, I haven't really put too much effort into keeping track of that. In fact, I just started yesterday. I bought a gram of um, Granddaddy Perp. And so far, what I've noticed with it was that it was, it was relaxing. Um, I have a really high tolerance for pretty much everything. So it was nice to find that after maybe a bowl or two, I was, it, it did kind of help relax. Um, the first bowl, there was like a, a decent little head change. And then after that, it was just kind of like a, a mellowed, mellowed feel. Um, so that was, I mean, that was just granddaddy perp i'm I, i'm planning on getting all of these if not more and some of the other ones that th that i've found um because these aren't all the different strains these are just a few of the ones that i found there's tons of them um granddaddy perp being one of them um but as i start to continue and grow my flower and my diary on the flower journal on the flower whatever you want to call it I'll, pro I'll probably do another episode over like specific strains or something like that at some point. Um, right now, I just kind of wanted to give you like a little breakdown of a few of the different kind of strains that can help and what they kind of kind of help with. Um, OG Kush is another indica um, cherished for its relaxing and stress relieving properties for people with bipolar. It can help manage anxiety and sleep disturbances and depressive episodes. Uh, Blackberry Kush. Um, another indica see so that seems to be a really popular strain is that for people with bipolar disorder it seems that indica seems to be the one that really helps the most um, I think for depressive episodes I think maybe hybrids or sativas might be a little bit better because it, again it gives you that uplifting euphoric up, you know feeling whereas the indicas kind of give you that like bring you back down um, I don't think that they'll necessarily throw you into a depressive phase, but that's not a guarantee. I don't ever want to guarantee anything because I am not a medical professional. <laughs> and so I'm just a guy with a microphone. Um, known for its tranquilizing effects and the potential to aid with sleep disturbances. So most of these seem to be dealing with um, sleep disturbances. Maui Wowie, a classic Sativa strain celebrated for its uplifting and creative effects. It may be valuable for bipolar patients seeking relief from fatigue and low energy levels during depressive episodes. And then finally, Green Crack is a potent sativa strain, also known for its energizing and focus-enhancing properties. Um, it may help alleviate symptoms of fatigue and lethargy during depressive episodes. Um, while using cannabis for bipolar management, Different consumption methods can impact how quickly and intensely the effects are felt. Smoking and vape it, vaping offer rapid onset while edibles and tinctures may take longer to kick in but provide longer lasting effects. Starting with the low dosage and gradually, gradually, and gradually moving upwards is recommended to find the optimal dose. Monitoring, monitoring, and tracking the effects of cannabis use are essential to ensure its effectiveness and identity to any adverse reactions duh 
risk and concerns. There may have been numerous studies on the link between bipolar disorder and cannabis, or there have been. The studies feature in a 2017 review from Alcohol and Drug Abuse Institute. The report found a link between cannabis use and the following health issues, developing bipolar at an earlier age, longer or worse manic episodes, higher likelihood of suicidal attempts, rapid cycling or quickly shifting from manic to depressive modes, suicidal ideation in people who are heavy users of THC. So the rapid cycling or quickly shifting from manic to depressive episodes, I feel like that's where I am. I feel like I used to be, before I got medicated, before I started being on, like, when I was self-medicating, that was one thing, but now that I'm actually on the medications that I'm supposed to be taking, I have found that I feel like I cycle quicker. Used to, I would have a long manic phase, and then a long depressive phase, and then I'd even out for a little while, or what I thought was even, and then it would teeter back and forth between manic and depressive. And... But they were longer periods, you know, a month, two months of, you know, of mania, you know, a month and a half, two months of, of depression, you know, and it, now I feel like it's way more rapid. It's, it's definitely like a, like last night I felt lethargic. And, like, I just did not give a shit about anything in the world. And then this morning, I wake up and I'm, I don't want to say motivated, but I'm not, I guess the day hasn't hit me yet, so I'm not, like, feeling shitty. Or, I don't know how to explain that, but it hasn't hit me yet to where I've I've hit that depressive episode. And I, I might not. I might be fucking great all day long but I know yesterday I felt great when I woke up and then by the afternoon I was lethargic I just legitimately did not care about anything you know I was sitting in class and I think that might have been what triggered it is I was sitting in class I don't want to say it's what triggered it but it definitely amplified it I was sitting in class at the end you know for my second class of the day last class of the day and I opened up, I had a a bottle of Coke, and I opened it up, and it spewed all over me, my laptop, all over everything, so, and I was fucking livid, because <laughs> can't lose my laptop. It closed, I don't give a shit, I'll be wet, but I can't lose my laptop. So I ended up having to leave class so I could come home and put my laptop in rice, which I don't think it got that bad. There's, my shift key is a little sticky. But other than that, I think everything else worked out okay. Um, I just went on a total fucking tangent and lost completely where I was. But yeah, I think I think the rapid cycling thing is definitely a... I don't want to say common, but it happened for me. I think that's what, what has happened for me. Um, I can't say whether I developed it at an earlier age because I believe that... I mean, I wasn't diagnosed until I was 30 years old, but I think that... At an early young age, I had it, and it was, I think it was obvious, but nobody knew to look for it, so it wasn't obvious to uh, two people. Like, I think looking back on it now, it, it's uh, it's easy to say it was obvious that I had it, but nobody knew what it looked like, nobody knew what it was, and so nobody knew to question it. Um, so... Anyway, let's see. The report also highlighted a 2015 um, s- source 
which found that people with bipolar disorder who used cannabis were less likely to go into remission for their condition than those who did not. In addition, an older study from 2011 found that people with bipolar disorder who engaged in problematic cannabis use had higher levels of disability and more manic, depressive, and psychotic episodes or symptoms. The, the limited data suggests cannabis may have some positive effects on some people with bipolar disorder by offering relief from varying symptoms, a positive influence on daily outlook, short-term relief of symptoms, and no cognitive, cognitive impairment. See, I, it says, like, this is about bipolar disorder and, ha and the effects of cannabis on bipolar disorder, but everything that's been listed can happen to anybody that doesn't have bipolar disorder. Any, every single one of them can have short-term relief from symptoms of stomach issues, you know, anxiety or you know, sleep problems or, you know, and anybody, all kinds of different things. They use it for chemotherapy. You know, you don't have to have bipolar to have cancer. You know, and having a positive influence on a daily, you know, on daily outlook. Like, again, you don't have to have bipolar disorder to be feeling shitty and then smoke a joint and feel better. Like, that you don't have to have bipolar disorder for that to happen. So, again, a lot of these symptoms, I feel like it's, like, again, yes, this is about bipolar disorder, but every bit of this has the same consequences for anybody who doesn't have bipolar disorder. Um, so I just, I, I kind of say that to keep, to say, keep that in mind that just because you have bipolar disorder and you use cannabis doesn't make you like a drug addict or a, a weird person or a bad person or anything like that because, or, and if it's, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say here other than like, it happens to everybody. It's not just like these symptoms and these like the positive and the negative don't just happen to people with bipolar. It happens to everybody. Um, it, or it could potentially happen to anybody. Um, so just keep that in mind that you're not the only one if you're feeling like some of these symptoms, you know, maybe for you, maybe they're not, you know, your type of symptoms, but either way, just know that you're not the only one out there feeling like that. Um, so relief from varying symptoms. The effects of THC in the body may depend on many factors, such as dose, frequency, personality, and how much you take it. Smoked or ingested, for example. Um, this is why people, some people smoked cannabis, who smoked cannabis, um, may bring on some euphoric and exci excitation. Ex I don't know why that word looks so weird. Ex excitement. <laughs> while other, for others, the effects include relaxation and sedation. And I think, again, that kind of goes into, well, again, like what they said, you know, personality has a lot to do with it. Um, and again, whether you're smoking a sativa or an indica. Um, for example, a 2005 research review indicated that THC could reduce anxiety symptoms in some doses, but could have the opposite effect in higher doses. The same review indicated that pharmacological properties of THC that could be therapeutic for some people with bipolar, such as improvement in mood, antidepressant effects, hypnotic effects and low toxicity i think that low toxicity don't quote me on this but i feel like to me that means you have a high a high tolerance to it like for me 
I can't smoke the same strain constantly because like over and over and over and over I have to switch pretty frequently because it I get used to shit way too easy. My anxiety medicine is a pain in the ass because I can only take it so much before my body gets used to it that I have to go like two or three days a week, you know, if not more without taking my, my anxiety medicine just so that whenever I do take it again, I actually get the benefits from it. Um, it's either that or I have to abuse it and take more than what I'm supposed to, which I'm not going to do, you know, so I ended up have, I end up having to suffer for like a week, you know, or longer, depending on how long I'm out of my anxiety medicine. And that can cause like, just not having that anxiety medicine can throw me into a depressive state, you know, not because I'm out of my medicine, but because I'm like, because I don't have my medicine to counteract all the things like anxiety, which can help throw me into the depressive phase. Um, so I, I don't know. Older anecdotal information also suggests that some people find smoking cannabis beneficial for treating some of their bipolar symptoms. Specifically, this report from 1998, based on limited case studies, found these effects. Relief from prescription medication, on medication side effects. Relief from manic symptoms, including rage. Decreased need for medications, improvement in depressive symptoms. So we've talked about a lot of the negative shit. We've talked about a lot of the problem with things that could go wrong. Now I want to talk about some of the positive effects. In 2015, a study um, um, a study suggests that cannabis use is associated with more positive emotions in some people with bipolar disorder. The result of the study may study have few limitations though. For one, the study sample consisted of only 24 participants. Also, those participants who experienced subsequent positive effects after using cannabis were already feeling well and not experiencing severe bipolar symptoms at the moment. Short-term relief symptoms. In 2016, a published um, source that explored the effect of cannabis use on mood and neuropsychological performance of people living with bipolar disorder. The preliminary evidence suggested that People with bipolar disorder who also smoked cannabis experienced relief from, of their symptoms within four hours. Specifically, cannabis smoking cannabis was associated with decreased experience in emotions such as anger, depression, tension, or stress. Higher levels of vigor were also reported after cannabis use among people living with bipolar disorder. Also, researchers did not find any additional cognitive deficits or impairment among cannabis smokers compared to non-smokers who also have bipolar disorder. So that actually, I love that actually that it basically it doesn't make you stupid like everybody says it does. Like it doesn't affect your cognitive abilities the way that it says that it does. Um, or at least there's research that says that it doesn't. Um, so let's talk about that. The no no cognitive cognitive impairment. Um, along the same lines, a 2020 review published in Psychiatric Research didn't find any conclusive evidence regarding the effects of cannabis use on the cognitive function of people with bipolar disorder. Of the six studies reviewed, most indicated cannabis use with, the bipo- with bipolar disorder wasn't directly linked to significant cognitive impairment. Among those six studies, one did suggest cannabis use was associated with worse overall cognition. However, the authors noted that the scope of knowledge in this field is still limited and additional research is needed. 
So positive effects. Not all the studies into the effects of cannabis on bipolar disorder have been negative. A small 2016 study um, asked people with the condition to rate their feelings after using the substance. Within four hours of using the drug, people, and they say drug, I don't, I hate that word, but whatever. People reported the following, less anger, less tension, less depression, and higher energy levels. Again, I think that depends on what, what strain and whether it's sativa, indica, or hybrid. Um, that really makes the hugest difference. And if you don't know, then you, the best thing I can tell you to do is start off with an indica at night or in the evening time and see how that makes you feel. Try a, a sativa in the morning and see how that makes you feel. And then ex, experiment with that. Try, you know, switch it around. Try an indica in the morning and a sativa at night. See how that, or I would never suggest actually to try a sativa at night because it probably is going to keep you up. So I I would try a sativa in the afternoon if you're going to try a sativa um, that's not in the morning. Um, and, you know, I would say indica, be careful with your indicas in the morning because, like for me, with lorazidone and my anxiety medicine and lamotrigine, by the time I take all that and I smoke, it can it can make me really sleepy which can be really dangerous because if you have to drive and you're really sleepy, sometimes that happens to me and I'm fighting sleep trying to drive and that's not that's not a, a good thing at all. Um, other studies suggested cannabis can improve brain function in people with bipolar disorder. An older study from 2010, which looked at 133 people with, with the condition, stated that the participants who used cannabis had improved reasoning, speed, attention, and memory. Evidence suggests cannabis may, may use may have a negative impact on symptoms of bipolar disorder. Many researchers suggest that people with bipolar disorder should exercise caution when considering using cannabis either for recreational or medical purposes. In 2017, a review from the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Institute examined related studies and reported that cannabis use for bipolar disorder was often linked to increased likelihood of symptoms and psychos of psychosis such as hallucinations and delusions. Never had any of that. Um, I have never once been so stoned that I had a hallucination. I've never met anyone who was so stoned they had a hallucination. And I've been pretty stoned and seen some pretty stoned people. Off of just cannabis, I've never experienced that. Um, increase in the frequency of mood episodes, with the average being four episodes in one year. I would say unless you're rapid cycling, like like I feel like I have been, then you can have many episodes throughout the year. But again, cannabis could be the reason why I'm um, you know, rapidly cycling. It I don't know. Um, but I'm not gonna give it up because of all the other positive effects that I have of it from it. Um, increased likelihood of suicidal thoughts or attempts. Maybe. Um, not for me. I have those without cannabis. Um, there were years that I didn't smoke and it didn't affect whether I had suicidal thoughts or not. I'm bipolar. <laughs> I have suicidal thoughts. It, it just, it happens. Um, more severe symptoms during episodes of mania or depression. Decreased chances of a long-term remission. Increased likelihood of experiencing challenges 
in task performance and earlier onset of symptoms of bipolar disorder. Symptoms of psychosis refer to altered perceptions of, or thoughts. Examples are hallucinations and delusions. In some cases, cannabis use has been associated with higher chances of experiencing these symptoms in the general population. A 2019 study, for example, found that, to the, that daily use of cannabis was linked to higher chance of psychotic disorder. Results also indicated that people who used high-potency high cannabis uh, concentrations of 10% THC or more were up to six times more likely to experience symptoms of psychosis. Um, older related research has also suggested that cannabis use is associated with a greater, risk, greater rate of psychosis in people living with bipolar disorder, as well as more frequent uh, hospitalizations and longer mood episodes. A 2021 study also suggests that cannabis use, particularly among young adults living with bipolar disorder and mood, other mood disorders, may lead to a higher chance of self-harm, psychiatric hospitalization, mental health emergency visits. A 2010 study found that people who had both cannabis use disorder and bipolar disorder also presented with higher levels of disability, higher rates of symptoms of psychosis, and more frequent manic and depressive episodes. That I feel like I could identify with a little bit more. I just don't think I agree with cannabis use disorder. I don't, I don't know that I feel like that's a real thing. Don't say that it's not. I'm not saying that you can't be addicted to, to cannabis. I'm just saying I've never met anybody who was who couldn't just stop smoking at some point. You know, it's not like quitting drinking, you know, um, or quitting heroin. Not to say or take away from it or say anything like that. All I'm saying is that it's for me the comparison between heroin and cannabis are, is fast <laughs> like you can't really compare the two and so i just feel like saying cannabis use disorder it, it bothers me um other effects of cannabis use cannabis use has been linked to many health effects in general population some ways cannabis use may uh affect your body and, and brain and include by it can infect your brain uh, by increased chance of heart disease when smoked, memory impairment, increased challenges in attention, coordination, and reflexes, chances of experiencing anxiety, depression, and paranoia. So here's the thing about that. You can't, if you have only bipolar, then this may affect you this way. But I have ADHD and bipolar and some other stuff, but those are the two main things. And... I'm going to have those, you know, attention problems or, well, coordination and reflexes isn't really that big of a deal, but my attention, I can't blame that on CBD or cannabis. It's because I have ADHD. Um, my anxiety and depression, that I could say come from all kinds of different places. Paranoia, I think, is a learned reflex or... It's learned habit from years of, um, I don't, I don't know how to say this. Not abuse, but um, a broken heart. I guess is the easiest way to say it. Um, I used to fall in love really easily, and I would put my trust in people that I definitely shouldn't have put my trust in, and then I would get hurt, and eventually, it's now led to a problem where I am paranoid about 
friends, people, my girlfriend, pretty much everybody or everything. Um, and paranoia is kind of a, a harsh word for it. It's, I wouldn't necessarily say paranoia is so much as it is just like anxious worry about things that either I don't have control over or things that I do have control over but won't. I'm too, I don't want to say chicken or scared, but that's the best thing I can say, too scared to do anything about it. Um, anyway, if you live with bipolar disorder, many treatment options are still available to you. Traditional bipolar treatments include the use of medications, medications, talk therapy, uh, and self-help methods. Common prescriptions may include mood stabilizers, antipsychotics, anticonvulsants, and antidepressants. Talk therapy may include psychoeducation, cognitive behavioral therapy, which I'm currently going through and working on right now, family-focused therapy, interpersonal and social rhythm therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy. Self-care strategies for bipolar disorder may include mood tracking and journaling. That's if you can keep up with it. <laughs> I've tried and it's, it's not easy. Um, establishing daily routines. Again, challenging for people with bipolar because, or at least for me, because it's, I don't, it's just challenging. I don't know why or how to say that, but it's, it's challenging because it's like you, especially I think if you have ADHD, I think it makes it harder because you go through like, you start, you start these routines and then you, you know, you're like, oh yes, I'm going to start this routine. I'm going to do it every morning. It's going to be a morning routine, morning habit. And then you do it for three or four days and then you wake up and you're having a shitty morning or you're just tired, didn't sleep very well. And then your morning routine goes to shit. And then the next morning you, you just don't do it again. You know, and you just, it just, you fall into that slump. Um, Sticking to treatment plans even when feeling better. I, I mean, I would say duh, just do that anyway. Creating a safety plan for crisis situation. That's always that's always helpful. I've found that for me, having a support system, and I mean, when I say a support system, I don't mean just a couple of friends that you can call. I mean, like, actually people who really give a shit whether or not you are doing okay. You know, I have my mom, you know, my mom, my dad, I have my family I can call, but they're... Right now, they're 30 minutes away. They live 30 minutes away. Not that far, but if I was in a real crisis, I need to have somebody who's close, who could get to me before I could get to me. My girlfriend's one of them, and there's several friends that live, you know, within a few, you know, few miles of here that could easily get to me quickly if I needed that help. Um, and so I think having a crisis situation, a crisis plan is... I think that's actually really important. Um, support groups, that was the next thing, you know, that's kind of what I was hinting on is having those those support groups is really going to make a huge difference because there's so many times that I felt like I was alone, didn't have anybody to talk to, didn't have, I held so much stuff in and it only made things worse. Um, so having people to talk to and having people that you can go to that support you is critical. Um and then stress relief activities. So just finding some things that make you happy and things that you'd like to do. Um, these studies are consistently find that those with bipolar disorder have amongst the highest rates of marijuana use uh, of those with mental illness. So people with BP or BD, 
people with bipolar disorder they they abbreviate it as BD on here and it, I don't like I don't like that because it's so close to BPD which you would think is bipolar disorder and it's not it's um fucking see my brain's done anyway uh borderline personality disorder that's what BPD is Jesus Christ that was difficult um Anyway, so we're about to wrap it up here. Um, this episode has been way fucking longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, that was a lot of information. I didn't think that it was going to take this long to record. And once I cut out some of the pauses, it might might shorten up a little bit. But still, this is a 41-minute fucking episode. That's long. Um, potential use for, or the potential for cannabis to induce manic or depressive episodes. While I was looking for information on this, the results are varied. There is some evidence that shows that cannabis can help and or hinder symptoms of bipolar disorder. Um, interactions with bipolar medications. Again, I couldn't find solid information on how cannabis may interact with medications. So again, I suggest talking to a medical professional. They're going to be the best ones to help you figure out a should you try it b how you should try it you know and see how much you should try it. you know they'll be able, be able to help you figure all those things out um that's do your own research besides talking to a, a medical professional do your own research and figure out what's best for you look for the different especially if you're going to start trying to look for strains that are going to help alleviate some of the symptoms like first identify the symptoms that you need to get, you need help with and then start identifying the strains that might help with those benef- those uh those symptoms and then work from there um i've been an avid cannabis user and advocate for 20 plus years now um it's something that i believe very heavily and passionately about um i think that even if it's I think that it's the use of, of it is beneficial not just for people with mental health disorders, but also just for people in general. Most people are dicks, and if you smoked a joint, you wouldn't be a dick. It's pretty fucking simple. Um, with that being said, uh, just remember that you know you're not alone in this. If you you know have any questions or if there's anything that you're wanting to know um, you can always email me uh, reach out to me I don't I will respond to everybody um, and also seek medical professional um, that's probably the number one thing I can tell you to do um, and with that being said just remember that you don't have to sit in the dark alone 